The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We're going to go to uh, Gaza. So Joe Biden is speaking. As uh, we speak, uh, he is giving a press conference uh, in Israel after his meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, his language much more careful now than it was earlier, very loose earlier, talking about the other team uh, having bombed the hospital in Gaza. 471 people killed in that explosion at the Al-Ali Al-Arabi hospital, uh, many of them sick and injured children. And the focus has been primarily today on who was responsible for it. And like I said earlier, I have no compunction whatsoever to add to the stew of ignorance um, that is out there, particularly online. But it is a statement of fact to say that not one of those dead children would be brought back to life with the confirmation that it was an Israeli bomb or a Hamas rocket. And many, many more children in Gaza in particular, are going to die. Many hundreds, if not thousands, are going to die before all this is over. And that is why there is such a focus and such an importance on getting humanitarian aid into the Gaza Strip. So to talk about that now, Jonathan Cricks is with me. He is a spokesperson for UNICEF in Palestine. Uh, Jonathan, you are welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time. I'm sure you and your colleagues um very, very busy at the moment. Um, can you tell me whether you and others are capable of getting any aid at the moment into the Gaza Strip? For the moment, um, what we are witnessing is huge needs when it comes to water, food, electricity, uh, medical supplies. And we, um, at the onset of this crisis, we had uh, uh, medicines and water that were distributed, but all the resources that we had are now depleted. Um, so this is exactly the reason why, because of the incredible needs that we are observing on the ground. This is why we're calling for a humanitarian corridor and humanitarian poses for the humanitarian aid to reach out to the children and the families in the Gaza Strip. So no, for the moment, we, we, we have a very limited capacity to deliver aid. And that is the reason why we want to have um, a humanitarian corridor. And where would that corridor enter the Gaza Strip? Is it is it from Sinai through the Rafah border crossing? So for for us, this is up for up to the the parties who are negotiating uh, uh, to decide. Uh, it it doesn't matter to us. What matters to us is that the aid is reaching the vulnerable children. Uh, UNICEF and other UN agencies have prepositioned. Uh, uh, water, food, medicine, and, and many other life-saving items uh, uh, in, in, in Egypt. And for the moment, what we are asking for is the opening of a humanitarian corridor for that aid, for that support to reach the, uh, the families in the Gaza Strip. And tell me a little bit then, Jonathan, about your colleagues who are on the ground in, in, in Gaza and other NGO workers in Gaza working on the humanitarian aid front, if we call it that. I mean, how, how difficult are they finding it to even to be able to offer help to people? UNICEF staff has been, has been working very hard from the very beginning of, of, of the crisis. And, and of course, what they are facing is exactly the same situation as other uh, people living currently in the Gaza Strip. There is a, a high level of insecurity. 
uh, food, water, uh, electricity, uh, medicines uh, are missing, and they are suffering from that too. Um, now, what we what we really hope uh, is is uh, that that uh, corridor is being created as soon as possible. Um, I was over the phone with a, a, a colleague of mine two days ago, and he was explaining that he had to move to his sister's apartment. It's a 50-square-meter apartment, and now they're living 17 people there, including him and his five children. Um, that, of, of course, these, these are extremely difficult situations, not only because they don't have access to uh, potable water, but also because th- there is simply no running water, which is which is creating uh, major hygiene issues. So, so yes, we are very worried for the uh, uh, children and the families living in the Gaza Strip, and this is the reason why we are asking for that corridor to be to be put in place. Without that corridor, how long before hunger and disease become real problems in Gaza? I think that for for a majority of of the children and and the families who are living in in the Gaza Strip, it's it's already the case. I think that I think that uh, uh, I mean the the latest figure we have is that mo- on an average, most of the people are living with three liters of water, uh, three liters for cooking, for hygiene, and for uh, drinking. Uh, by international standard, the average should be 15 liters, five times more. So, so that tells a lot about uh, the, the impact of the, the existing crisis. And yes, uh, we, we are very afraid to see waterborne diseases emerging in, in, that kind, in this kind of context. So, I mean, on, on a human level, Jonathan, how, how worried are you when you talk to your colleagues who are on the ground I'm, I'm, we're very worried. I mean, everyone is very worried. Um, we, we, when, when we are discussing with with the colleagues and the and the people in the ground, they they are really scared, and you know, they are asking me to to tell everyone that uh, uh, violence must stop. Uh, children were victims. Uh, the primary victims of, of this crisis since the the 7th of October, Israeli children, Palestinian children. Uh, we have hundreds of children who have been killed, hundreds of children who have been injured. And for UNICEF, this has to stop. It has to stop. Jonathan Cricks is a spokesperson for UNICEF in Palestine. Jonathan, thank you for speaking to us. Thank you very much. Thomas Pringle is with me now, the independent TD uh, for Donegal. And this is what he posted on X or Twitter. I call on the Irish government to expel the Israeli ambassador. Thomas, why do you think the ambassador should be expelled? Hi, Kieran. How's it going? Um, look, I, I think that it's time that the Israeli ambassador should be expelled because the Irish government needs to make it plain and make it known to the Israelis what we feel about what is happening in uh, Gaza and and the occupied territories as a whole, because it is is wrong. It is uh, war war crimes are being committed on a daily basis there by the Israelis uh, mainly, but also by by Hamas as well. But 
the uh, the Israelis are are party to it and they're causing the war crimes and they we've seen it with the attack on the hospital yesterday and I don't believe for one minute that the Israelis weren't responsible for that because we've seen it from time and time again that the Israelis deny deny and deny and then after a couple of weeks they say well maybe we did do it and then another couple of weeks they say yes we did do it and the attention will have died down at that stage and they'll move on and that's the reality of the situation it's, it's shocking that to, to hear i listened to the israeli ambassador on the radio this morning um, making justifications for this attack and for what's happening and we shouldn't have to listen to that and we shouldn't have to put up with it what what would it achieve though and and and, and obviously if the israeli ambassador is listening i'm, I'm sure she'd disagree with that assertion that they're, 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 you're right I mean there is evidence of other occasions where the IDF have claimed uh, X and it turned out uh, the reality turned out to be Y um, but what, what would it achieve expelling the ambassador because I, I, in fairness I think you know um, uh, amongst in the corridors of power in Israel Ireland is already considered possibly the most anti-Israeli government uh, within the European Union so I, I think they get the message what, what would it achieve expelling the ambassador well, I think they, I think they, they haven't obviously got the message, and um, I think it would send out a very strong message, and it actually would send a very strong message as well to our as, uh, colleagues in the European Union that it, this is unacceptable to Ireland, and it's something that we we are totally opposed to, and um, and uh, and it would show that's been the, the stance that some uh, people representing the European Union have taken as well has been wrong, and that we're we're opposed to that, and we're still laying down a clear marker that this has to change. Well, would you? give the government credit for being very clear in terms of their communication so far, much more clear than a lot of their European colleagues in condemning what's been happening in Gaza? Well, I think they they have been better than some of the European colleagues and I suppose maybe that's a a sign of the times when Leo Varadkar is the most um, progressive person on Palestine and, and Europe at the, at the moment. Um, but, you know, the reality is the, the government has been forced into this situation. And I, and I watched the, t- the teacher performance on the doll yesterday, and he was very careful to not uh, blame uh, uh, Israel or not condemn Israel for their attacks, um, you know, as well there. And that's that's wrong. And we have to come out clearly and stand with the, with the people that are oppressed in this situation, which is the Palestinian people and they need that support and they need that support very strongly from us. Do, do you worry though that I mean if we were to expel the Israeli um, ambassador you know how these things work in diplomatic circles it kind of goes tit for tat uh, the same thing would happen in Israel and and we've got Irish citizens in Israel we've got Irish citizens who are trapped in Gaza, who are in constant contact. We spoke to uh, one gentleman yesterday here on the show, uh, stuck in Gaza, who is in constant contact with the um, uh, Irish embassy in Israel, uh, trying to get him and his children out to safety. You'd be leaving a lot of those people in the lurch without diplomatic assistance if, if Israel were to respond in kind, which they would likely do. Well, sadly, sadly, Kieran, those people are in the lurch already because Israel has a say in whether those people can get out of the West Bank or get out of Gaza, and um, Israel is in control of the border crossings into Egypt. Yeah, but but, but I think you'd accept that 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 uh, the chance of them getting help is 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 increased if there's an Irish embassy, an ambassador there on the ground. But the, the reality is that they haven't been allowed to leave as, as a stand. So what is Israel doing to actually protect Irish citizens as, as things stand at the moment? 
Uh, well, I I guess they're they're they are uh, not overly concerned with uh, the dual citizenship of anybody in Gaza. They don't seem overly concerned with the civilian population of Gaza. Uh, full stop. And they might not like me saying that, but that certainly seems to be the case. But but uh, again, I mean, would you not acknowledge that you'd have some concerns at least? about Irish citizens in Israel are trapped in the Gaza Strip were we to kind of cut diplomatic relations with Israel? I, well, I understand I think, if you I said, OK, I, I, I still think it's worth it. But the idea that, like, you know, it, it doesn't matter or it'll have no impact, I'm, I, like, that kind of is well, a bit of a stretch. I, it, 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 may, it, may, it may have an impact, but, um, but I, th- I still think it would be worth it in order to send out a very clear message to the Israelis that, this is, that we feel very strongly about this and also to send out a very clear message to our European Union colleagues as well that we feel very strongly about this. And the, the reality is that the Israelis are not letting people out of the, out of the Gaza Strip as things stand. Mm. So the, the reality of the situation is that us having a, 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 an embassy there isn't making any difference at the moment. And it's the same for everybody else. And we don't know whether the Israelis are actually going to let anybody out at any stage at any time. Thomas, and they seem yeah. just intent on killing more people, as, as, as many people as they possibly can. Thomas Pringle is an independent TD for Donegal. Thomas, thank you for speaking to us. We spoke to Jonathan Cricks as well uh, from UNICEF. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.